Hello everyone and welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies. Today we're going to be talking about the year 2015, so another more recent more recent year, uh, just five years ago. 2015 had a lot of great movies actually that came out. Um, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, The Hateful Eight came out in 2015, uh, one of Tarantino's more interesting, uh, definitely more divisive movies, probably his well to be honest probably his most divisive movie that he's made um but also we got inside out that year uh which is you know probably the most interesting take on empathy i've ever seen in a movie and and i think it's great for children to watch to really learn about empathy um we also got pitch perfect too you know uh my my sequel to my beloved pitch perfect and the big short which adam mckay showed that he can do more than than just um you know, silly comedies with, uh, with Will Ferrell. Um, interesting movie. Um, we also had some really gonzo cannibal movies that came out in 2015. So it's great to see that as a, as a horror fan. Um, we had Eli Ross, the green Inferno where, where Eli basically went into full Carney Barker mode and gave these ridiculous stories about the making of this movie, but it's, um, if you enjoy cannibal movies, and I know that that's going to sound weird, but if you enjoy cannibal movies, definitely check out The Green Inferno. The other is Bone Tomahawk, which is a fucking insane Western with very problematic villains who um, I I don't even want to get into how, how the villains are portrayed in this movie, but... Um, it's one of the one of two movies I've ever seen where someone gets... Um, you know, bifurcated, and, um, and it is extremely gruesome, um, fun, fun movies to watch, um, but probably the movie of 2015 that has had the most cultural cachet, and, and definitely what I think is the best movie that came out that year, and possibly even in the, this last decade of the teens, was Mad Max Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road is basically a two-hour chase. And that sounds like it's not a great idea for a movie, but it is done in a way where it is magnificent. Like, 95% of this movie was done practically, and when you see the stunts that are done in this movie, the choreography that's in this movie, it's breathtaking. It's insane. Um, And on top of that, you have just this very strange um, post-apocalyptic world where people are basically fighting for survival. It, 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 in a way, in, in true Mad Max um, you know, tradition, it's, it's almost a, a remake, a reimagining of, of the other Mad Maxes. And uh, looking at the timeline, if you want to be nerdy about it it, it, it doesn't really make sense how it could be the same Max Ratajkowski from the original movies and, and maybe it isn't and, and to be honest it, it doesn't matter um Tom Hardy is in this just to basically just be stoic and just be a quiet badass and he's not even the biggest badass in this movie and that's Furiosa by uh, played by Charlize Theron who steals this movie who's really the um the star of this movie and the main character of this movie um and even though it's a Mad Max movie, Mad Max is literally like second fiddle to to her character. And it's great. You know, she's just a total badass in this movie. Um, she has a metal arm because fuck it, why not? Like um, the dialogue, the, the 
there's just so many little details that just um, make this movie so great. Like the fact that, you know, they call water Aquacola or, um, you know, that they all want to go shiny and chrome into um, to Valhalla and they say things like, witness me. Like, it's just a lot of really, really interesting touches. And um, the movie never really lets up. I think it slows down for like a total of maybe five minutes of the runtime. Um, it, it is just a, a phenomenal uh, action movie. Um, and once again, like all the the um, the Mad Max movies, you know, there's really some environmental... Um, messages that are in there and they're not throwing your face but it the visuals themselves will kind of give them away anyway and there's there's like all these things with the antagonist with the morton joe and um the other leaders and and the things that they do to hold on to power and how they manipulate people where it's just really interesting to see and like there's just some gruesome gruesome stuff in this movie too and um like like when Morton Joe's face gets ripped off like that that is just disgusting but it's cathartic in a way since um he's such a bad person um also seeing Nathan Jones is this giant human with um like basically a tiny half human as his brother um it, it's great to see um if you haven't if somehow you you haven't caught this movie be sure to watch it um i would say go nuts and watch the the um, black and white version or the black and chrome version as they call it um definitely worth a watch um um just just a fun movie and even a movie that you could probably it, it might as well be a silent movie you can take away the dialogue and it would still work um it it is the epitome of a motion picture it's moving pictures more than anything and, and it's um probably george miller's best movie um yeah, just be sure to catch that. Mad Max's Fury Road, is, it's great. Um, the other movie that I wanted to touch upon today was Creed. Creed is one of those movies that really shouldn't work and yet somehow does. So Creed is basically a remake of Rocky. It's directed by Ryan Coogler, who, um, and it stars Michael B. Jordan. And this is like their second movie together. They did Fruitvale Station. And then later on, um, they were in Black Panther. Um, well, I mean, Michael B. Jordan was a Black Panther, with which was directed by Coogler. Um, but Creed is way better than it has any right to be. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with Ryan Coogler and how he's able to take um, something that on its face, on paper, sounds like a really bad idea and, and just turn it into this really great dramatic work and and Michael B Jordan is fantastic in this movie really doing a great job of kind of selling um the trauma and pain and, and anger that he's had over um his situation in life you know his being the illegitimate son of of um, Apollo Creed and um having try you know um being raised by his stepmother in foster care and having just this this deep anger that's never been addressed and thinking the only way he can do that is to follow in his father's footsteps and be a boxer and finding um you know um true love with with Tessa Thompson and and her whole whole journey with uh, you know her wanting to be a musician but having hearing loss there's just a lot of a lot of interesting things in here and 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 then on top of everything else um Sylvester Stallone doing a really good 
dramatic job in this movie and 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 that's not to say that that Stallone can't he's shown that he can he's been good in movies but uh, I mean before Creed like he had done what a couple of Rambo movies and like Escape Plan like these aren't not that you know Stallone has to be great has to give it his all in every movie but nothing where you would think that he still had it in him to play this to give this gravitas to a character that for all intents and purposes was ready to, to, to be closed out after Rocky Balboa. Um, so I, I think a, a lot of that is kind of why, like I, um, was pleasantly surprised by how good Creed was. And, um, to me, it, it's just, um, it's a great movie and a great step towards, uh, representation and kind of taking that story, uh, of Rocky and modernizing it in a way where it isn't reductive and it isn't just doing the exact same thing, but making it make sense within this story and somehow making it fit perfectly within the larger narrative of Rocky movies, which can get really silly at times. Um, but yeah, I mean, Creed, um, to me, I think is, is, um, a, a, one of the better, one of the better movies that came out in 2015 and definitely, definitely worth the watch. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.